It is Monday, July 17th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. For the second straight Monday, you're joining us from Seattle. It's so true. I forgot. We were just here. Yeah. I was having so much more fun because I was with all my boys in that in the content house, huddled around this tiny little table in this tiny little kitchen. But you know what? We we're having a good time. Mm-hmm. And now I look like mm-hmm. I'm, is this like heaven over here in my room over here? I need to shut these blinds maybe. No, you look fine. You look fine. All right. All right we got a ton to get to. It was such a busy weekend in baseball. Quick tip of the cap to a bunch of people out there. The Naylor brothers for hitting a homer in the same inning. That was really cool. Giancarlo Stanton, a thousand career RBIs. Machado, 300 career home runs. Garrett Cole, most double digit strikeouts in games in Yankees history. A lot of people, but the biggest tip of the cap goes to none other than my beautiful bride, Michelle Rose. There's a birthday today. Happy birthday, Michelle. You doing anything special for her? We went out to dinner last night, just the two of us, and then the four of us, since Josh is in town, we're gonna go out tonight. So that'll That's be incredible. Pleasant. Don't you don't have to give us specifics, but you know, where'd you go? Where'd you go last night? Oh, we went to a, a rooftop restaurant in downtown. It was oh. nice. We'd never been there. Yeah, it was nice. We had a good time. That's romantic. It was romantic. And then we finished the show Beef on Netflix, which we ran right through this weekend. I watched that show. Yeah, it's pretty good. I think that takes some weird turns, bro. Really does. It was odd, (laughs) but it was uh, was worth watching. Good binge watch. All right. uh, There were six sweeps this weekend. You saw one in person. Then we also had the Giants taking care of the Pirates who were fading fast. But then there were four other what I would like to call statement series sweeps. One playoff contender over another. You had the O's over the Marlins, the Jays over the Diamondbacks, Brewers taking care of the Reds, Rangers breaking the spirit of my guardians. Which one was most impressive to you? Now, I love this is a great question. Usually I'm like, man, this is silly questions, Hero. This is a great question because all those really mattered to me. I mean, when you where we're at in the season, I mean, standings are starting to really matter. You know, teams are separating themselves and we're seeing the we're seeing the snakes kind of go down here, and we're seeing the Dodgers kind of go there. I mean, and the Giants have passed the snakes. All these things have happened, but for me, I'm going to stay in the NL. I'm going to say it's the Brewers going in to Cincy mm-hmm. and sweeping them because it's a fat. It's like it was such Brewers baseball, man. Like you had. Corbin Burns, six innings pitched, 13 Ks. Freddie Peralta backs that up with another six innings pitched, no earned runs. Christian Yelich has a few homers during the series. I think the biggest thing for me in that series was red hot, Cincy team scoring a bunch of runs, home crowd, all that stuff. And the the pitching staff just comes and does it for the Brewers. Devin Williams, three saves, gets saved in all three games. The bullpen was fantastic for the Brewers. And you know, look, it's all the hype has been around Cincinnati and for and for good reasons. Like these guys have come up and made baseball fun again in Cincinnati. And it's been it's been awesome to watch. And Milwaukee's kind of just been sitting back and we don't talk about Milwaukee a lot. We don't. Mm-hmm. Like they're not like a flashy fun team to really talk about. Like they pitch, they play defense, and sometimes they get some hits but they've been able to sustain and get victories and win series. And then going in after the break into Cincinnati and doing the thing sweep sweeping. Very, very impressive to me. So I'm going to go with that one. If I had, 
if I had told Reds fans uh, before Friday's game that you would hold the Brewers to nine runs, they probably would have thought they won at least two or three, if not swept them. And instead, they got swept. Only gave up nine runs the entire series. So the Brewers did enough hitting. And oh, by the way, since May 1st, Christian Yelich's OPS is over 900. He's, he might not be back to his MVP level. He is back to all-star level, which is certainly good enough in what they're expecting. Um, Orioles, really impressive. They've won eight straight. They're going to take on the Dodgers, and that is going to be a fascinating three-game series. I'm sure you guys will break that down on tomorrow's show. But to me, it was a series up in Toronto. I really think the Blue Jays are the team in the East that needs the least amount of tinkering at the trade deadline. I think they can play better. I think they have guys that can certainly play better, and they're going to get some additions back. We don't know about the Manoa deal, how that's going to work out. Ryu is coming back shortly. He just had another rehab start, I believe, yesterday. But they swept the Arizona Diamondbacks, who I think have now lost 11 of their last 15, without their two all-star pitchers, Gossman and Romano, throwing a single pitch against Arizona. That's pretty good. Um, So now they have that second wild card in the AL uh, the Diamondbacks are now third in the National League West. So to me, that's the biggest series because of what it meant for both teams. I, I think Arizona is hanging on for dear life here. I do too. And it's going to make these next couple of weeks very interesting. See if they go out and add. And, and if they do, who's it going to be? Are they going to bring in a starter? Um, they don't necessarily need a, a bat, but you can always use you can always upgrade your team in all facets. And, you know, people always talk about, well, we have enough hitting. No, you don't. You can always use more hitters. Uh, some areas would yeah. you'd need more than others. But, um, like, that's a great series. And I, I agree with you on the Blue Jays. Like, they're kind of – they look very poised to go on some sort of run. You know, their bullpen has been really, really good for them. Go check out really like, the statistics there. The starting pitching staff has been healthy. Manoa's – you know, he's – talking about Manoa, we don't know what's going to happen. And, and that's right. But he made a start. Good start already. He has a track record. I know the beginning of this year was not good, but I wouldn't count him. I wouldn't discount him from being a major factor uh, going forward. And then, you know, the offense is ready to like, I feel like this offense is ready to just absolutely explode. I think right now I have it up right here. They are 13th in the league and run scored. I expect them to be a top 10 team by the end of the season. Yep. Uh, by the way, it doesn't get any easier for Arizona. They're off to Atlanta and Cincinnati to wrap up their road trip to begin the second half. Um, speaking of road trips, Boston Red Sox had a nice one. They have just continued to play good baseball. I believe they've won eight of their last nine or something like that. They, they, they really have moved up in the standings quite well. They take a series on the north side of Chicago. Cubs' lone win came Saturday behind Marcus Stroman. Cody Bellinger also hit three more homers in this series all behind several reports that the Blue Jays are interested in bringing Stroh back into the fold and that the Astros are also interested in Stroh and Bellinger. Here's Marcus Stroman after Saturday's game. Oh, we need to play good in seven days, ten days, and then we could be buyers. But I actually don't believe in that. This, this, this division's wide open. And then if you even look deeper than that, as an organization, why would you not want to be competitive for multiple years, year after year after year? Belly's a guy who changes your lineup. He's a guy who... Why would you want him to get away? Why would you want a guy like myself who goes out there and gives you quality starts in a league that's incredibly hard to do? You know what I mean? It's incredibly hard to to say, oh, we're going to get this production out of this young guy. Or we're going to get this. It's But it's hard, you know? And I know Belly wants to stay. You know what I mean? I know I would love to stay here, but a lot of that's out of our control. Is Stroman right? 
course he's right. And he's been saying this all along. He wants to be in Chicago. And a lot of times you, that's just kind of guys saying something because they want an extension. But Strowman's, you know, he's sitting on an opt out and the, uh, um, the ability to enter the free agent market and make a ton of money. But he says he likes playing there. And he's totally right. You can't count on some young guy to come and get the level of production that he's given. And Belly, you know, talk about finding a, a new home. Like he seems like he really likes it in Chicago. So this Cubs team is close. Like they're set up for like the next couple of years that that's should be their window. We think. So why wouldn't you want to have these two guys in the fold? Now it's going to cost you. So that's kind of what the Cubs have to think about. Like Marcus Stroman to extend him. That's not going to be cheap. Cody Bellinger, what he's done, not going to be cheap, but this is the Chicago Cubs we're talking about. So, I mean, they're going to have to think real hard about this. And he also said like, Hey, if he gets traded, like he'd be open to coming back to Chicago. So I think they're just weighing all these options. Can we do that? Where, hey, we do trade these guys. We re we fuel the tank a little bit for next year and then bring them back. I mean, it's risky to do that because, look, if they get courted by another organization and they get a better offer, like then there's no loyalty necessarily that Stroman or Bellinger has to have with Chicago, especially if they get traded. Uh, so it's... It's just it's it's very interesting because they could go a lot of different ways. Best case scenario for the Cubs. Well, I guess best case is they go on a run and they they keep them and they extend them and now things are great this year. But more realistic best case scenario is they trade both these guys and then they bring them back in the offseason. But I think that's that's going to be difficult for them to do. So they uh they have interesting interesting decisions. But I will say this: Marcus Stroman, I think, has handled the situation great the entire year. Okay, so he's right that they probably should extend both. He's wrong that the division is wide open. They're eight games back. This is a two-team race, I think. I just don't see anybody else making a push here. Here's some of the math, okay? Next year, the Cubs are play- paying Swanson, Hap, Tyone, and Saya a combined $86 million. If they were to extend Stroman and Belly right now, I would guess the two of them combined would probably make forty to forty-five million next year, right? I was going to say closer to fifty, but yes. Okay, right, but so anywhere between forty and fifty. Yes. Six guys for one hundred and twenty-five million dollars. I don't think the Cubs do that. I just Why? I don't think they're going because I don't think that their ownership has it in them to do that. Part of the reason that they never extended Rizzo, Bryant, Baez, Schwarber, any of those guys, because they didn't want to pay them. They did not want to pay them. And those are the guys who is this a small market we're talking about? Is this a small market we're talking about? No, it's not. I'm not making the argument that the Cubs are right to do this. I'm making the argument this is the way the Cubs do business now. I don't That's think it? they should do business like that. I don't think any Cubs fans feel like they should do business like that because they pack freaking Wrigley day in what? and day out. They've ex- they've ex- extended the experience all around the ballpark. The franchise value is what now? What are we talking about? They're not a small right? market team. Fuck that, you, man. You're correct. Everything you're saying is right. And I think that winning is an afterthought for them. 
I think packing the stadium no. and lining their pockets is the number one goal. You don't believe? You don't think so? Well, I sure hope not. I mean, I get it's well, okay. a business. I get it's a business, and maybe they really do think that way. But you, I don't know. Winning also creates money. I know, but you know Playoff what else revenue does? creates money. Be- being in a day game at Wrigley Field, you don't have to be any good. You don't, ha- but if you're no, if you're you good do enough, have to be. Com- you do have to be good. You can't just be. They're eight games under five hundred, or they're eight games out in a in a crappy division. And they're still packing it. I get that. I get that. I I just don't. I'm not buying in any of that small market, can't afford, won't do it type stuff. It's a joke. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that their philosophy is we'll be good enough to compete, but maybe we're not going to do what we need to do to make us elite in this division. That's what I think. I don't want to call it a weak division because I think there's some really good baseball to be played there, but like they're not far off from being, you know, a contender in this division. I'm not saying just this year because you just mentioned how far back they are, but I'm right. saying as far as roster and talent, how far off are they? A couple additions, a couple extensions. Maybe. Guys, uh, Chicago's a free agent destination. Guys want to go play there. So I don't know. I, I would agree with you, but they didn't get. They didn't get the horses. They've gotten some really solid players, but they've also well, gotten yeah, some guys. They just brought in Dansby Swanson, the the number four shortstop in the free agent class. What's his? What's the war on all those four guys right now? I get it, but hold on. Going, I, I, into I'm this serious. I don't know. I'm, I'm just curious. I Dansby's like is very high. Be, it's always very high because of the elite defense that he brings to the table. Well, now which I'm is part of the up. problem with war. So. Why is you know, that part of the problem? They value defense almost exactly the way they value offense, and there's no way that that can be right in this sport. No way. But anyway, let's continue on. Okay. This fine. summer, there's so much going on. You're traveling. Your kids are in camp. You want to play golf while you also have to work. You know what that means? Very limited time in the kitchen. You don't have a lot. You don't want to spend a lot. So why not have your ready-to-eat meals? That's right. Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. It can help fuel you up with fast and flavorful, nutritious, ready-to-eat meals. They're delivered straight to your door. So what does that mean? You save time, you eat well, you stay on track for reaching your goals. We know you're busy. We get that. Don't go to the grocery store. Don't spend time chopping and dicing and blending anything you got to do. Everything is already done. Factor's got fresh, never frozen meals. They're ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat them up and enjoy. Then you go back outside, go hit the links, go to that concert you want to go to. Whatever it is, enjoy the warm weather. Factor also offers flavor-packed options on the menu each week to fit a variety of lifestyles. Everything from keto to calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and protein plus. They're prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. Each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. And the equation's pretty simple. Head on over to factormeals.com slash today50. That's right. Use the code today50. Why? You're going to get 50% off. That is the code today50 at factormeals.com slash today50 and get half off. Go do it today. Your belly will thank me later. New York Yankees, their bellies are aching. 
based on what happened in Colorado as they lose a series to the Colorado Rockies. Imagine if we walked into the John Boy Media office up there in Midtown. wouldn't be too great. That's my guess. Uh, anyway, this is the way things ended in extras. Trejo, 120 at-bats, does not have a home run this year. Until now, a game-winning walk-off home run from Alan Trejo. All right, so the Yanks are tied for last in their division this late in the season for the first time since 1992. Now is it time to push that panic button in the Bronx? Oh, I mean, you're talking about our office and everyone. Yeah, they're obviously pushing the panic button. You know, I think there were some reports that came out and said, this is what we're looking to add at the deadline. And it was essentially an entire (laughs) new team. So things are happening. Without Aaron Judge in that lineup, they just – they don't produce offensively. And that's the name of the game, essentially. So, yeah, I mean, look, until there's a status for him to come back and until we see what they do at the trade deadline, this team isn't going to win the AL East. They're far out of the the wild card, and I don't see them making a run there. So, yeah, I would say it is time to panic. And talking to to Jake and BBD on, on Talking Baseball, which I just did, they didn't even want to mention the series. Nolan Jones going way back. Alan Trejo winning the series. I mean, it is uh, dire times there. And, you know, they even bring Peraza up and they, they don't start him right away, which I know a lot of fans weren't happy about. And it's uh, it's not a good brand of baseball there in New York. And I know I'm coming from a Twins fan and they're just barely over 500. I get all that stuff. But your guys' expectations are crazy and they are not meeting that at all right now. So, yeah, it's panic time, especially without knowing a, necessarily a a timetable for Judge. Well, he's started to do some activity, which is good for everybody. Um, sports better when he is out there. We kept hearing like little rumors that he could be back way sooner than we anticipate. I mean, if he's back before August, I think we would all be shocked, right? Um, it's been since early June since he's swung a bat in any sort of competition. So he's going to have to do some kind of rehab for a little while. Uh, is it panic? It's panic, Chris Rose. Panic. You know it's panic. This is the this is New York and Yankees fans. It's panic, bro. Well, they're only but they're only two games out of the wild card at this point. And which one right? which, which way are they trending? They're trending down. down. In the meantime, the team they're they're tied with the Boston Red Sox it's funny we look at their season they always have massive expectations and I think if you were to ask most Red Sox fans are you pleased with the way things have gone this year I think most of them would say yes no they wouldn't no they wouldn't I think they have massive expectations as well maybe not as big going into the season because they saw what was going on they still need some pitching there man they do uh they do Bayo's been great Cutter Crawford over the last you know three starts has been really good but like you know, in this division, in that tough division, like they need more. So I, I I would say they're not happy with it. You think the there's no there's not a Yankee fan or a Red Sox fan that's happy right now looking at the Rays doing what they're doing, the Jays above them, and especially the Orioles doing what they're doing. It's like they're not happy. Well, None of those those two those two well. franchises are very proud. They've they're used to running that division, and both of them are pissed right now, but I would say that the Yankees are panicking. The Red Sox might not necessarily be panicking. 
uh, because they get, well, they're they're trending in the right direction. If you were to bet, I know I ask you this once a month. Are the Yankees making the playoffs? If I was to bet, right? No, I would say no. It's 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 Aaron Judge, man. I know. I look. They, I, they still have some really good players in that team, and and you know, there's they're not going to lay over and die, but you know how much he means to that team, and he's not there right now. It's far and away the worst offense in that division. When Aaron Judge is there, where does it rank in the division? The it's Orioles better than Toronto. No. I don't Better think so. Better than Baltimore? Well, you know, and, and and we just mentioned the Jays are 13th in runs scored. Uh, Baltimore has like nine guys with an OPS plus over 100 with, a, you know, 100 plate appearances or whatever. The Rays doing what they're doing. We know about their offense. Uh, the Jays, I think, have the potential to have a very, very good offense and they all start to fire at the same time. So I would say no, not above the Jays. And then the Red Sox are one of the better offenses in the league. So, yeah, they're – no, yeah, they're they're one okay. they're maybe the worst offense in the AL East, especially without Judge. Maybe, maybe uh, I need to go back and say, yeah, it, it is time to panic. All right, um, one of the crazier series we had this weekend happened in Anaheim Saturday night. The Angels came back from a nine to three deficit, ended up winning it. Um, crazy, crazy game. And then the next night, they're this close to winning a series against the defending World Series champs. They were up 7-3 to three late. They can't close it out. Alex Bregman, a huge ninth-inning homer, a great catch by Kyle Tucker, and the champs end up winning two out of three. But to me, one of the more interesting things might have slid under the radar, and that was um, Framber Valdez speaking to The Athletic. Uh, remember, he was supposed to have showed up at the All-Star game. We knew he wasn't going to pitch. He got announced during the pregame ceremony. He was a no-show. Well, he let it be known that he wanted to pitch in the All-Star game, but it was the owner, um, Crane, and Brown, the GM, who said, no, you're not going to pitch. And so he actually said, quote, it's one of those things really where there wasn't much to argue when I was told the owner and the GM didn't want me to pitch. There wasn't really much I could do there. I can tell you I really wasn't that happy with the decision. But he understood it, and he said, listen, these are the guys that have given me a chance. Is this a big deal or not a big deal? I think it is a big deal. I I, I I kind of understand it from both sides here. Now, if you're front office of the Houston Astros and you guys have been crushed with injuries and this is your guy and you understand there is a little bit of risk uh, throwing, you know, in an all-star game. I think he was on a little bit, a bit short rest would have been like sort of like a bullpen type day. When did he? Yeah, whatever. So I understand it from that side. Uh, but for Framber, like to deny a guy that right seems shitty to me. And what he has to think about, which, you know, this is just going back into the economics of the sport. I mean, he's he's an arbitration elder right now. So he's he still has to perform. He wants to get a contract from these guys, and they don't have to give him one. He's a free agent in 2026, so he's got two more years after this one. Um, so he's like, that's what he has to think about. So if they say something, he's got to be a good employee and say, okay, 
because he wants to sign an extension. He wants to get paid for the work that he's done. He hasn't really done, hasn't had that happen to him yet. So I think it's bullshit. They said it, um, even though I can't understand their reasoning. I think it sucks because this is, you know, a, a real chance to have a, a an, an awesome memory. And, you know, like he's done pretty much everything you could do in the regular season or the, like, regular MLB type stuff, winning a world series, all those ALCSs, all the accolades. Uh, he would have liked to have done this. And I think, although I can see it for both sides, I, I, I wish they wouldn't have said that to him. Yeah. It can be both shitty and understandable. And I think it is a combination of both. I understand the Astros being a little gun shy here, right? In an exhibition in the world baseball classic, they lost one of their best players because he got hit by a pitch. Yes. The the danger of all this is, and I'm not here to pick on the Astros because the Astro, Astros actually allowed a lot of their players to play in the World Baseball Classic. They didn't allow Framber, they, or they leaned heavily on him not doing it and um, representing the DR because he pitched a career high over almost 210 innings last year. And they were like, please, just save it for this year. You can understand that, but in the meantime... Either we, we have to all be in as a sport or not be all in as a sport. I get it. Like, when there's Guardians pitching in the All-Star game, I hate it. I'm like, this is time they should be resting. They don't need to throw extra bullets. I'm happy Emmanuel Classe did, decided not to go. I didn't want him. He looked tired at the end of the first half, so I was happy. But either we have to be all in or all out as a sport. Either let's have the All-Star game and let guys participate he, he would have started the All-Star game, probably. His own skipper was right there making the decision. Exactly. <laughs> so it's either him or Cole. And it's not a big deal to us because we're like, I don't care who starts the All-Star game. But to a guy who's worked his ass off to get to this level, maybe it means a lot to him. Maybe it does. Maybe it does. He's just said it. And for guys, particularly to have your owner come in. Now, I know that Jim Crane's a different type of owner. Most owners have no idea what they're talking about when it comes to baseball. Jim Crane, I believe, played in college. He has been big on the personnel side, from what we understand, in the last 18 months in particular. He's not like just some owner. You can say whatever you want about Jim Crane and the way that his organization has handled some stuff in recent years. He does know baseball. He does, comparatively speaking. He knows so, ball? He that's, that's the report. People I've talked to have said that he does know. He knows ball. So... There you go. I just thought it was weird, and I just wanted to bring it up because I thought it was something that kind of slid under the radar. Hey, I want to let everybody know that this show, Baseball Today, is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you've heard me talk a lot about therapy in, in recent years. I've been going on and off ever since I was a kid. It wasn't a particular event that led me to therapy. My parents always thought it was just good to be able to talk to somebody outside of the family circle, if you will. Uh, speaking of, on the latest episode of The Rose Rotation, Trevor May talks extensively about his anxiety issue, something that landed him on the injured list earlier this year, and how therapy has helped him with tools that allowed him to get past that. And it's things that he uses each and every day to continue to be a successful major leaguer and just a successful member of society. So therapy is there to help. Uh, perhaps decades ago, there was a stigma attached. We're nowhere near that anymore thankfully we have made progress as a society where people could talk about being in therapy and not feel like it's something they got to say yeah i'm in therapy be proud of it because that is a sign of strength 
So you need help dealing with your career, dealing with relationships, anything else, go use better help. It is that simple. It's convenient. It's flexible. It's affordable. It's entirely online. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire. You'll get matched up with a licensed therapist. And by the way, you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. It's really important that you have that connection. The therapists understand if there's not a connection, you want to move on to somebody else. No hard feelings whatsoever. So go visit betterhelp.com slash baseball today. You're actually going to get 10% off your first month. That is betterhelp.com slash baseball today. Well, Trevor Plouffe lent a helping hand this weekend. It, did you just darken the room? It was bothering me so much. I put the shades down. Okay. All right. Well, nothing but sunny skies. It's dramatic in right now. Yeah, this is a this is an amazing little thing. I'm not sure if you were watching Bally's North on Sunday, but give a listen. I feel like I need to mention this now. I was down in the clubhouse. It was 11-11. I was standing next to Kirilov, and I said, I'm going to use this wish right now for you. I said, please, I wish that Alex Kirilov hits a homer today. And he says, if that happens, I'm going to point to you up in the okay. press box. All right. Driven to left. Kemp chasing it, looking up. And that ball is caught a home run to the opposite field. All right, Mr. Plouffe, stand up so he sees you. He better point up here. 11-11, make a wish. Little oppo taco. Yes! <laughs> yes! Oh, my goodness. I am so happy right now. All right. That was awesome. That was awesome. Hey, come on now. Can I get the live split screen of him running around the bases and you being excited and you pointing back to him? Where Where's that? It was so good, man. I wasn't sure if he was going to do it because if people know Alex Kirilov, he's kind of like tunnel vision. like He's almost like a Jack Flaherty. He looks like Jack Flaherty. He kind of has the same attitude as Jack Flaherty. Like, kind of like he's focused. Uh, more and he's like, if you get him to smile, you're doing something right. Uh, so when he came around third, I was like, man, I hope he remembers. And he gave it to me. And that was, that was big for me. Cause I'm always trying to be boys with the guys, even though that's maybe, maybe that's unprofessional me, but I just can't help it, man. You yeah. know how I am. Um, it, it was, it wasn't unprofessional. Uh, it was just a cool <laughs> moment, man. especially for him because you know, they've, the twins haven't, they've been trying to stack righties against lefties a lot. And these young guys at, uh, Eddie Julian, Alex Kirilov, like they're the future of this team. Like they can hit. And so like eventually they got to play against lefties and for him to hit that homer against a lefty was, was nice. I think he, I think he had struggled a little bit going into that. So um, hey, we're not here to break down lefty, right. It was cool all here. around. I'm just saying that's a big during, reason. The dude pointed to you during a game and said, I got you, bro. That was, that was very nice to see. That was a fun, fun moment for everybody. Thank you. It was awesome. Uh, we know these Monday shows, they get a little big here. They get a little bulbousy. So that's what happens when we have three days of content to talk about. And so woo, I love it. Uh, I will not be here on Tuesday, most likely. We're going to check on the schedule. If not, it'll be Jolly. It'll either be me and Jolly or Ploof and Jolly. But there will be some combination of Jolly. And that's all you need to know. Check our social media channels if you want to join us live via the AMP app. For our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke, and the uber-talented Trevor Plouffe and his traveling circus, I am Chris Rose. We will see you Tuesday on Baseball Today.